And now, the boys on the hill, Slim Marshall, 5,000 Watts, and Thomas Black. What's happening? Hello, everyone. Fellas, fellas. All right, so How before doing, we get boys? started tonight, people, um, we were supposed to have a guest um, tonight, uh, Mike Goss. However, um, he had a game tonight that ran overtime um, before we recorded, so he will appear on the show at a later date. So we apologize for that, but we still about to bring you a banging show. So, no doubt. What up, people? Yes, sir, I'm impressed with Slim, man. Slim, come on the show fresh. Man, well, I like this question. Be crisp every show. <laughs> right. Shout out to my man. wife for giving me this Jack State hoodie. <laughs> so, so that's that's what it was. That's a nice with. sweater, sir. Yeah, yeah, it is. Keep me nice, man. She keep me dressing nice, looking nice. I got you, man. Exactly. She's a Caribbean woman. You know, gotta, right. Gotta have that look. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, I, mean I, I like the colors of your hat. <laughs> I know. Amen. It's the best football team in America. <laughs> I got the son that graduated from the, from, the, from the stressed out t-shirt, Nick. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> with the pencil in the hat walking to class you know what i'm talking about right i used to rock i used to rock the sweater vest in the cap walking to class oh, I had you oh yeah you did yep. yes yep. you did sir i was on my steve urkel back then yo oh, no. right. what you mean back then oh no Slim <laughs> the up. no no Slim the chase up I know, I know. Mm -hmm. That's why well, I got to spend I got to come. I do time cards now, buddy. So yeah, you better come yeah. correct. All right, hey, man. Do Do y'all remember when Slim was the editor of the Flash, and he had wrote that article about the um about the Unders dorm? <laughs> Who got locked in the Unders dorm in they in their room because the building, some with the foundation of the building was messed up. Sorry, yeah, sorry, thinking. Yeah, somebody got stuck in the room and had to climb out the window to get to practice. Slim writes the article. And President Mason called him to the office, to the president. Oh, office. <laughs> You're making the school look bad, sir. I'm like, the foundation falling apart. I can't help that. Exactly. Man, we couldn't wait for Slim to come out with a story because he brought that heat every time about something. Yeah. Like, I hey, wait. Exactly. I, I, still, I still have the newspaper article from our senior year preview that got us dogged out with coach for having the earrings in and the pictures in the hat battles. Oh <laughs> man. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go get that out of my stuff and I'm hold on I, I got it but I, it's in the closet man I we just knew we was fresh too, boy man. and coach was like uh, you got your hats backwards it was like <laughs> that was crazy hey. hey we would start growing the banner the banner beer you know what I mean right mm -hmm. rocking the banner all right. Enough about me in yeah. journalism. No one comes to that. Talk here, talk baseball. Um, so it was an interesting. It was an interesting weekend we had um, around the landscape of black college baseball. Uh, some of us actually got to see a couple games in person and even stream a game live over the weekend. All right. We growing, my fellas. Man, my man Jeezy and uh, myself. Played that a role to Joe Buck and Tim McCarver. That was fun. Oh, on the broadcast. It was. This was up. Yeah. We had a we special guest. Got by the got by the broadcast too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah it was fun, did. man. So we're gonna go into this weekend recap and talk about some of the series that took place. Um, let's go ahead and start with the one that, that, that Ralph and I actually saw um and streamed for you guys on our YouTube channel. 
LSU, Bethune-Cookman. The first game was back and forth. Bethune-Cookman uh, fell game. behind early, then yeah. jumped out to a 6-2 lead before LSU regained the lead. And um, Bethune-Cookman then tied the game again late before LSU came back and won in the end. And Saturday and Sunday games were were mixed results. So the Saturday game was 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 kind of competitive for mu- for much of it, and then Sunday was a complete blowout by LSU. They really showed off their their depth in in, in their pitching wise and hitting wise. So Ralph, as observing the three game series, what did you take away from that from that series? Um, Bethune competed. They had um, the guys, the right fielder, Fabulous. I might be pronouncing his name wrong, but he had a, a good weekend. Um, he In that game on Friday, he had the home run that sparked the big inning that they had to um, get the lead. He had a double. Um, then I want to say Sanchez, Mario Sanchez. Um, he had a good day as well. But it just came down to the pitching kind of let him down on Friday. Um, with the lead, they weren't able to to hold the lead. Now on Saturday, when um they brought went to the bullpen, that young man they brought in Saturday, he did everything you could ask him to do. Like it went from the starter to him, and he didn't give up a run past that. But but Thune only had like maybe four or five hits in the entire game, and they never really got anything like any hits strung um together. So um. It it was it was pitching was the difference this weekend. Um in the game one and game two, they were both competitive games. If you watched the games, you saw how competitive they were. Um it just came down to pitching what separated the two games. But 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 Thune fought hard, you know, all three games. Can't take none away from them. Yeah, I mean, like that Saturday game really impressed me the most with the performance of um Gabriel uh Perez, who came in relief. Um, and pitched three scoreless innings against the LSU squad that is one of the best in the nation, has a really deep lineup, has a lot of power in their lineup. He kept them in the ball game, but their offense just couldn't scratch across any runs and support. Uh, but the Saturday, but the Sunday game really got away from them um, early and often. Um, that's when LSU really displayed their power. But the first two games, you could tell that Bethune-Cookman is a well-coached baseball team. They competed. Um, they didn't make any mistakes. Like you would think like against a team like LSU that puts a lot of pressure on you by putting the ball in play, by um, working long counts, by moving runners that the defense especially would be susceptible to like some mistakes. But I think Bethune-Cookman only made a couple of errors the entire series. So they, they played it pretty close to the vest on that. And it was just like we said before, the depth of pitching staff from Bethune-Cookman, especially their bullpen, didn't do them any favors. Um, in the middle innings and late in, in the series kind of got away from him in that regard. But we were kind of impressed with how Bethune-Cookman approached the game um, in, against LSU this weekend. Right. And, you know, then the other series that I kind of watched a little bit was um, Jackson State and um, U, UAPB. Um, Jackson State ended up winning the series 2-1, to one, but UAPB had a good performance. Uh, pitching performance from their starter in that first game. And he pitched a complete game. Um, Andrew Duran, and he pitched a four-hitter. 
only walked two guys and gave up one earned run over nine innings. So, you know, he came out and kind of gave Pine Bluff a little confidence. But on the second day, the Tigers roared back, man, and, man, they jumped out in the second game and won it 12-1. to And, you know, they had a big fourth inning where they scored five runs. And that kind of put the game, you know, well out of reach because before that it was only a 4-1 game. Um, Kobe Guy had a decent weekend. Ty Hill had a big day in game two. Um, Caleb Evans also had a big day. And I'm probably going to pronounce this young man's name wrong, but it looked like Chevalier Doris Jr. He had a big day as well. Um, He was two for three, scored two runs, two RBIs. Caleb Evans also had um, three runs scored. And um, also El Rico Riley, he had three RBIs in that game. I saw El Rico at the Georgia Tech game yesterday. I had a chance to stand up beside that dude yesterday. That's a big dude. Like, big dude, great kid. Yeah. yeah. I also, uh, that, that, that was real good that, uh, that they, they kind of, you know, did what they had to do and take care of this series. Um, it's two series in a row. Exactly. You know, I'm looking forward to see what they, they continue to build upon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas. So what were your observations of, of, of some games you followed this weekend? Well, I was just waiting to jump in, man. Um great games this weekend for J JSU, you know. I'm gonna always um pull for that. Um I, like I said, I'm gonna always follow but Bethune Cookman, man. That's I'm I'm just I, I'm sorry, I, I'm pu- I'm pulling for him every way, man. I, I kind of was surprised, you know. I thought there was that was going to get, you know, it was going to jump out early on them, man. But, you know, when we got to talking about the game, uh, game one, it kind of caught me by surprise. Shoot. <laughs> I was, off, hey, I, I thought they was going to hang in there when they jumped out six. Um, was it six four? No, it was six two. Six two, six two. And I was like, man, you know, just got to gotta hold on to the pitching. Like, every game comes down to pitching, man. Like, you know, a lot of people talk about Major League Baseball and stuff, but when it comes down to the playoffs, everybody focuses on who's starting the pitching and how's the pitching rotation. It kind of go go away from the hitting, and actually when people actually hit the ball, it's a surprise. You know, not really a surprise, but, it may, you know, because most of the pitching is always dominant when it comes down to the playoff time because pitching is so important. Right. In playoffs, and like I said, you know, when they playing these out of conference games, that's just a build up for you know the coming up conference where they can you know see who can pitch in what situation. And like I said, even though Bethune Cookman record might be what it is, and their their stats might not be what they are, but I think that's going to be a good team later on in the season because you have no, they're going to be plenty of battle tested wounds from this season. Like, you know, so that's, you know, I, I like what I'm seeing from them and the way they came out and, and played the game, you know, and the fact that it was a least amount of errors, you know, errors didn't cost them, excuse me, errors didn't cost them anything, you know, they played pretty clean. Uh, 
just like down with, the, with Jackson State with the um, with that game, bats jumped out early, you know, and they're starting to look more like who they are. Um, hopefully, they, everything will get better when the season come down. Um, but overall, like I said, all the teams this weekend, everything is shaping up for what I think is going to be a good conference season this year in 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 the SWAT. I, I I definitely believe that it's going to be a great a great year because, like I said, everybody's playing tough, man. But you know, stats might not reflect that based off of the teams that they're playing. But right. you know, it's, it's it's you know the teams are playing good. That I mean, you know, they're playing the best they can. I just can't wait to see what they're going to do against each other. That's that's what's going to be tough, you know, figuring out who's going to come out on top. That's on both sides, east and west. Totally agree. Totally agree. And, yeah, before we jump to the small schools, <clears throat> we should have talked about the game one. I know it's in our pick them, but the game one of Grambling and Alabama State, you had two of the top three pitchers going at it. The game was just one, two to one. I, what I want to say is, uh, it was two to one. Alabama State, yeah, Alabama State, but you have Pooler and Page going at it. Like they both went six innings. Like that was baseball, man. Like both went six innings, only allowed five runs. Both of them had eight to seven strikeouts. Like that—that's a game I, I wish was televised. Of course, they—they they both kind of gave each other haymakers on game two and game three, but uh. Yeah, they, 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 they got them top three pitch. They looking at the rankings. Yeah, Google right now has a one point fourteen ERA, and Page has a one point eighty eight. Yeah, that's that's a strong yeah, pitching. Yeah, it's pitching right there. Yeah, that's pitching, man. Yeah, it's pitching, and it was a two one game. That's out. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, coming off the weekend, we're going to jump into some performances on the mound and at the plate that some of the players around Black College Baseball had this weekend. Um, you see on the screen here, Jose Santiago, I think last week he was a player of the week, too, on the mound, right? No, this just happens to be the third time a, a <laughs> Savannah, State. From Savannah State has been hey, named player, pitcher yeah. of the week. Big big dude was um, won it last week. Right. Uh, it was L. Um, Mr. Pillar last Pillar, week. right? Yeah. yeah, Pillar won it back to back yeah. weeks, and then now you got Santiago this week, right? Yeah, Savannah State representing. I mean, they are. I'm looking at their record right now. They are 15 and six overall, and 11 and one in the SIAC. So, if we see pictures from them three weeks in a row being uh, honored like this. It goes to show like how good they've been all season. Um, so Mr. Santiago, complete game, eight strikeouts, no earned runs, two walks for the Tigers to propel them over um Clark Atlanta. We won't get into that. Um uh Andrew Duran for Arkansas Pine Bluff, a complete yeah. game, six strikeouts, one run, two walks, and then Eric Gonzalez for Jackson State. He went seven innings, seven strikeouts, one earned run, and three walks. So once again, like pitchers are going deep in the ball games. 
They're not allowing very many runs at all. And most importantly, they're keeping the free passes very limited. So that's the recipe not only to, to win on your starts, but to win player of the week. And Savannah State has won 11 of their last 12. Wow. Yeah, they've been a very team coming out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are we strong to say that Savannah State may have one of the best HBCU pitches fast? It's possible. Possible. Yeah, they they doing a good job in their conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, now transition over to the the players of the week for hitters. Josh Hankins, our guy from Coppin State, he hit eight hundred. Oh, big Hank! <laughs> wow, big Hank! Eight hundred over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, he continues to rake, man. Just his stats have been impressive all season. Um, Corey King for Alabama State. He hit five thirty-eight, which is, which not it's not eight hundred, but it's it's still it's still none to sneeze at either. He got seven hits over the weekend, and then Shamar Pays for Grambling State, five seventy-one, four RBIs and four runs scored. So, um, a very diverse group of of, of, of players here who did well at the plate this weekend. Just wondering who keep pitching to him. Right. That's true. you know because think about it you know in games you know who's hot and who's not now based off situations you know like why why would you let that guy if he's hot why would you let him beat you especially if a a guy's already been five for five the day before you i'm not you're not about to beat me the second day and they still pitch to josh to hang in the second day exactly when that scout report supposed to come in man so for like college baseball, it's a philosophy different than the major league game because I know there was a a series the Cubs played the Phillies back in the day, where where Joe Madden walked Bryce Harper four times in a row, didn't pitch to him. This game this game played in May. It wasn't it wasn't October or September when games kind of matter. It was in May. So in college baseball, do you think teams since the game is not as pressurized as a pro sport would tend to not want to like give free passes to guys who may be hot in the series depending on the depending on them i think they missed the best the best player on the team is not gonna beat me i think they just missing spots okay i'm not letting the best player on the team beat me so if i gotta honestly think a coach is calling pitches to Hittable pitches at a, at a hot batter. Do you honestly think a coach is calling that? I hope he. I hope he wouldn't be that. I hope he's not. That, that I mean, crazy. you I as hope. a catcher, Ralph. You as a catcher, would you continuously pitch in the strike zone to a hitter that's hot just for that weekend? You know, no matter who it is, it could be batter one through nine. We all in D one. Let's go. I'm, you know? I'm. 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 I'm pitching, making competitive pitches. And I'm I'm going against your aggressiveness. So if you hot, and now you could be hot to the point where you were hot like BJ for that two months, and I don't care what they threw at BJ, he was hitting balls that was bouncing off the plate, so it didn't matter. <laughs> right. But, but yeah. In a, in a yeah. normal situation, you know what I'm saying, if it's a guy that's on fire, and if I don't have to pitch to you, I still want the pitcher to make competitive pitches that look good, that, that you will swing at, but, you know, I'm not going to give in to you. 
No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not oh. giving in to anybody at no point in any game. I, I always want the pitcher to make competitive pitches. You don't have to throw the ball right down the middle. Right. You throw competitive pitches. Yeah. Like for me, if a pitcher wanted – a pitcher – if he had a slider that he could start on the, the, the outer third – that looked like an outside fastball and broke off the plate, he was going to get me all day because I was hunting outside fastballs. Like, I'm hunting the outside fastball. I wish you would throw me an outside fastball. I'm going to hit it out Rose McCoy. <laughs> like, but, but, Ralph, like a guy hitting 800 for the weekend, though, you're not going to give in? You, you're not going to just say, hey, man, he's been beating us all weekend. Like, we got to like, just pitch around him. Like I said, I'm going to still throw some comp- throw some off-speed stuff, throw some change-ups. Throw him inside, bag him up off the plate. You got to do something to make him uncomfortable because yeah. he was locked yeah. in. That's locked in. You got to do something to get him uncomfortable. But it's but you know sometimes you get locked in like that, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, uh, well, yeah, but yeah, no. <laughs> what <laughs> you think the pitchers missing their spots though? <laughs> Man, you call outside slider and that mud hang is gonna be up in out of here. Think about <laughs> it, bro. 800, he was on. Yeah, that's on. You you hit over 500 in the series, you own. You're not seeing another fastball, period. Period. That could be a conversation for another day. I'm just saying, <laughs> well, this is high different, in different, different mindsets, I guess. Different mindsets. I'm just saying, a dude, a dude 800 like that. You're not seeing another fastball. Sorry. You got to show me you a hitter. He's, he going to see it, but he going to see it outside the zone. You got to yeah, try to get him. It's going to be stuff he got to chase at. It's going to be mm-hmm. stuff that's going to look good to him. And he going to have to show me he got that Manny Ramirez and that Barry Buns eye. Well, it's going <laughs> to You know what I'm saying? Well, that, what, yeah. Like we been, hey. Like we been Jones Sampson watching watching the doggone Giants because they would be super late. So we up 12 o'clock watching the doggone man, Giants. I man, watch everyone, man. And it's like, yo, it's that pitch on the inner half and it's 3-2 and you see Buns take that pitch and you like, man, I'm hacking at that. Unless he got that kind of eye, I'm going to come in on him. I'm going to throw him some change-ups, some sliders. Like you got to throw him, you got to mix it. He's not seeing another fastball. I don't care what y'all so, so Ralph, you, you were but you were behind a plate when Ricky Weeks was in school and played against us. And he had the season where he won the Golden Spikes Award as the best college baseball player in the country. He was on fire the whole year, hit over 500 for the season, I think. How did you approach facing a guy like that? You pray the coach don't call something stupid. And pray <laughs> <laughs> And you play the pitcher, and you play the pitcher. Bring you back, big man. And, and, uh, and you play the boy. You play the pitcher, have a power, and he want to be competitive <laughs> and throw competitive pitches. Yeah, he yeah man. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky was a good player. He was a great player. He was a great player. But at the same time, you still got to compete. You don't lay down. Yeah, you don't bow down to nobody. Though. Like, like yeah. I'm gonna be honest. So hold on, hold, hold, hold up. Before you go there, before you go there. So nobody's on base. He's on fire. 
You ain't gonna put him on first. <laughs> That's one. I don't listen. I don't believe in giving up no intention, no freebies. You play to win the game. <laughs> if nobody's on base, I'm gonna still listen. If it's a if nobody's on base, it's a zero zero game. He gonna have to hit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Five hundred center field. But I'm just saying the competitor in me, you gonna have to hit. You gonna. I have you bad name Missouri. You gonna have to show me. So now another scenario. I'm just saying. Man on third, two outs. First or second open. (laughs) What's the score? What's the inning? Uh, What's the inning? Bottom of the ninth. Anything past five. Anything past four. Anything past four. Okay, anything past. No, I say six. Bottom of the six. Two outs. The bottom of the six, two outs. Run on third. Shit. Let's try. Down one. Huh? I said we up one. We up one, Ricky. Mm-hmm. We bottom of the six. We up one. How would I pitch him? <laughs> okay, okay. Give him pass. Give him pass. First, that point, man. First pitch. It had not be a fastball. Hell no. <laughs> no. 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 Unless, unless you just slide a, into the plate. Unless you just unless you just was a velo dude with movement, because if you was velo and flat, that was on that was on the string. I'm sorry, you had you had to you had to have movement with him. If you threw, I don't care if you threw it, shot it out a gun. If it was straight, it was a wrap. You had to have movement. Um, you had to have like a good slider, a good breaking pitch. Nothing, nothing. It had to have a sharp break. None of that float mess. Cause he was gonna he was gonna hit that on the railroad track and Poe Ben was gonna be hollering ain't line. Like <laughs> just being real. But um you was gonna have to have some secondary pitches that were good. And you yeah. was gonna have to mix. And you had to compete. You couldn't give in to him. Like you're gonna have to compete. Like I am competing. But no, I'm saying those are the ones you, you pitch backwards to them. But hold on, let me ask you this. Now, if it's a one, really, if you pitch around them, you putting yourself in a bad spot because in they lineup, it wasn't no holes. So with the way they line up with structure, you couldn't really pitch around them. So they kind of forced you to pitch to him. But that's the best player in the country, though, Ralph. Like, I understand. I understand. You, you had to mix pitches, man. Like the scouting report, when it came to him, you looked at the scouting report and just said, okay, all right, whatever. Like you had to mix pitches against the guy, and you you couldn't have none of that 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 Jamie Moyer just a floater curveball. No, you had to have you got to have something with some sharp break to it, and you, and you had to be smart. But talking about just coming out throwing a fastball for a pitch, yeah, you were setting yourself up for failure. Same. Then at the same time, you got to look at it like this: Thomas is baseball. Sometimes a pitcher can make a pitch, and we're gonna get ourselves out. It's all about eyes, too, Ralph. I mean, uh-huh. like, if a guy hit eight hundred, man, he's gonna he's gonna hit eight out of every ten times they're back. Listen, by yes. that time, by that time of the weekend, he eight hundred. Hey, man, depending on the situation in the game, would do eight hundred. Man, I mean, he's putting them on. I'm sorry. If he's eight hundred, that means a couple of them days was a thousand. 
Yep. <laughs> huh? <laughs> he back made honey. At least one, one of the days, days out of three yeah. was a thousand. Nah, he was yeah. like five for six one day. I, I'm just saying. 800, 800. 800. <laughs> you right. Yeah. Yeah, that 808 so I was going. giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying they missed pitches. They missed some spots. I'm, you know, I'm giving them a way out. I mean, they are I'm not saying. I, I, I just, I, I'm just saying, if you're a coach over there and somebody throwing 800, I know you are not calling a game <laughs> giving this man something to hit. Period. Now, my philosophy of, of not giving them something to hit and yours may be different because I believe in you can you you can throw pitches that are close to the zone. And that's not pitching to him. That's that's I call it you you pitching it, you it's the unintentional intentional walk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm gonna throw this pitch. I know it ain't a strike, but it's close enough to the zone where he may swing. Man, they I'm not even chancing. I'm not even chancing it, man. Put him on. See, man, if I'm you got a if, if you got a free swinger up there, you can do that strategy. But like if a guy like this playing the plate, man, work, I'm not giving him a chance. Like, you might as well just walk him in. Just pitching I'm around not him giving him a chance. Pitching around him doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I see. Because one yeah. of them pitches can slip. And then it'd be, you, oh, you down to. Put him on. I mean, we did see, I mean, we did see our special guest who's not on the show one time. He was being intentionally walked and the pitcher messed up and he hit a double. They did throw it right down the middle and floated it. <laughs> so what can't happen? You right? Yeah. Yeah, now we got to move on and, and, and look back at our pickums. For some of us, it was glorious. <laughs> For the rest of us, <laughs> ain't going to make. See, why you got to show the record, man? <laughs> got to, man. Hey, man, every week the oh, record is going to be shown. Oh, man. Not this week, man. Not you got to keep track of it, man. I crapped out, man. I went with my gut when I should have went with my head. It didn't work out. Man, I was anyway. hawking that FAMU Stetson game all weekend and the Talladega, Talladega Steelman game all weekend. I knew better. Yeah. I'm checking updates. I'm checking updates, refreshing the screen on the score on, on the Talladega <laughs> Steelman. I was like, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think all of us were like that. Mm-hmm. I knew it. As soon as I picked him, I knew better, man. I knew better. I knew better. We I mean, I was with you, Thomas, man. Stetson didn't play works, but going cook him in the previous week, and I was like, yeah, fam, you can get him. Man, no. That was a lie. No. That's what hey, I thought, too. That was, my, that was my logic. Like, oh, yeah, this, they, this should be a good game. Mm-hmm. No man, Stetson coming off, man. They played Holy Cross good, man. They 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 was beating people pretty good leading up to that game. And I was like, you know, they 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 could be just on a roll or something, you know? And that's what I went with. I just like I said, just last time they played somebody from HBCU, they they, they got whooped pretty bad. They had something to prove. And they was on the road. So I took a chance. Now, I might not take them next week or something like that, but on that game, I was like, yeah. 
Boy. Still wish I didn't pick Steelman, though. Yeah, man. I'm going <laughs> to make some ground this week with our pickums. Slim said we're going to have to pick oh, really? conference matchups. He yeah, yeah. Pot, bro. Yeah, pick them all. They're all good. Mm-hmm. Like I said, everybody going to beat up all, beat, beat up on each other all year. All right, so are we ready now for pick them? Let's go for it. I'm ready. Man. Hey, man, they're all tough, man. Man. Yeah. Them, man. Them, them top three. Them top two. Even, yeah. even, even, even the bottom game. I mean, well, yeah. based off record and stuff. Even the bottom game is is is, is a toss up. Yeah, which is good. Which is good, you know. And that's gonna come down to, like you said, pitching and who makes least errors. But you Man. never know what that's gonna be. Who's gonna wake up on the right side of the bed? That's what's gonna make that great, you know. As well, the picks. That's what's gonna make the picks hard. But you know, I say everybody. This the week open uh, conference play too. So you know, this this a whole nother. Mindset. So I think uh I think the coaches are all getting it. This this is going to be a nice little conference run for somebody. <sighs> yeah, so I just hope you. I just hope Bethune don't start this week. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Nope. Sorry, can't do it. Alright. So first series, fam, you. Alabama State. Pick them. Uh, you know who I'm yeah. going with. I got to ride the train. I'm staying on it. Alabama State. Until somebody proved me wrong. All right. So, hold on. Hold on. So, TB say he with Alabama State. All right. Who next? Pick them. I'll go next. Um, I'm going with Alabama State, too. All right, so Slim say Alabama State. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with Alabama State on this one too. Oh, I thought you was gonna go against the grain. Yeah, yeah, nah, I ain't gonna go against the grain. Nah, Um, this it count now, man. Count. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all was on fam, you so hard last week, man. Come on. I don't know, man. Come on, nah, I'm gonna say, bro. I know, could, could Rap will pick Alabama State too? I said, what now? <laughs> you know, I said, Rap will pick Alabama State too. It's sweet. Rap, Rap might ride solo dolo this week. Nah, nah, might nah, go last weekend. I can't. I got to go with Alabama State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all you know saying. <laughs> All right. So, Jackson State Bethune, round two. Pick him. I want to be the first one who jump. I ain't jumping. I'm going to jump. I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump. <laughs> um, the, despite me wearing this nicely knitted sweater I have on, I, I got to go with Bethune Cookman, man. Cause I, I've seen them play, man. They're an impressive ball club, man. And Jack State been struggling a little bit, man. We've been yeah, we've been talking up Bethune Cookman this whole season. I know, but I'm sorry. I can't do it. That's true. I can't do it. I know I'm a realist. I am a realist. But I think they can pull it off. Yeah, this is gonna be a tight series. But I, I just think like Sam Bethune play, man. You just trying, you just play. trying to make up for last week picking, um, picking Clark. 
You trying to hey, gain? Hey man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I'm, you trying, I'm trying to, to you trying to play, play the odds? You trying to gain some ground? Hey, I'm still. He is. I see your logic, dog, but you know, let's just. We're gonna put it on. We're gonna give you a pass and you put it on you trying to get get back in the game. We're gonna let you have it. Who yeah, knows? Slim, right, might, be, Slim, three, might, Slim might be victorious. We're gonna be uh, eating crow. Exactly. But <laughs> y'all know I we going with D. I love man. We we're gonna to stay on this one, man. I say two one. Uh, I, I say Pacoon go get one, but I think we'll come out with uh the series on this one. All right, so I've seen both teams play. I think both teams have some strengths that the other team may not have. I think this is going to be a tightly contested series. This is going to be a great series. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm going to have to go with with the Tigers. I think this is going to be – I think this series may see – like all three games may be one two run games, like low scoring games. I really could see that, which is great. Yeah. Me personally, like I, I like games like that because who's gonna who's gonna come out on top? Who's gonna blink first? You know, who's gonna step up? Who's gonna not? You know, let the moment be too big for them. You know, these games early, no matter how. How early the game in the season it is, all these games are gonna matter because everybody's gonna beat up on each other all season. You never know. Like I said, we had a player get injured on Jackson State. You know? Right. So mm-hmm. next matchup, Southern Ugh. versus UAPB. Ugh. I will go ahead and go first. Yeah, you, you want something? You want something? I go with. I go with. Um, I'm a ride with 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 Pine Bluff. I'm gonna go with Pine Bluff with this one. All right, all right. All if they right. Able to, if, if they able to beat if they able to beat Jackson State, I gotta give them a chance to to to, to bounce back. <clears throat> all right. And if all y'all go with Southern, I'm good if they win because I'm gonna gain some ground on y'all. So <laughs> I'm trying to see where they playing at. Where they playing at? They're playing um, the climb, bro. The home team is the uh, the second team is the home team in every matchup. Oh, okay, then. All right, cool. So they're playing at the bluff. Hmm. I'm gonna say I don't know. I don't, I don't think that uh, they got comfortable. With being at home, yeah, so I don't have to go with Southern. I think Southern will walk out with that series right there. Ain't saying no sweep, but uh, I think they go going to be 2 1 series as well. No, what? Yeah. All right. I guess I go with um, Arkansas Pine Bluff. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. Although, um, them that's my natural hated rival. I don't hate them. I respect them, but that's my my baseball rival. All corn. I'm sorry, but you're not. Um, I'm gonna go with SU to win this series. I think SU has the better lineup. Um, 
And I also think SU may have a better pitching, but I definitely believe SU has a deeper lineup, and I think that's going to give them the chance to win this series this weekend. Next matchup, we have Grambling versus Prairie View. Pick them. We'll go first. All right. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to close my eyes on this one. Point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. This seems like a very, very even matchup. And I'm probably just going to go off of our, uh, our pitches and plays of the week. I need PV to stand up. They, they got to they gotta start balling. So, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick Grandma on this one. You said you're going to take Grambling. Yeah, I'm going to take Grambling. All right. I go with um, – I go with Grambling. Grambling, Grambling got some hitters. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's based you know, me purely off – I think Grambling can swing the best of them in, in, in the swag. You know what I mean? So – I'm, I'm gonna go with Grandma just based off the hitting. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Grandma too. As a team, they're hitting 288 with 13 home runs. As a pitching staff, they have the the fourth best ERA in the conference. Prairie View, on the other hand, is hitting 254 as a team, and their team ERA is 739. So that decision is made for me. I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Grambling State Tigers in this one. And for some of those same reasons that you said, Slim, um, I, I want to see how that matchup between Mr. Page and Mr. Duran is going to be in game one if they're matched up against each other with Grambling. Um, yeah, I want to I want to see how Coach what Coach Pierre and how he going to approach this series. Uh, I'm going to go with Gremlin. I think Gremlin has, you know, the better the better lineup as well. So, yeah, I'm going with Gremlin. Our next series, Alabama A&M and Mississippi Valley. Pick I'm, going, I'm going A&M on this one. I think, I think Valley – Valley ain't played that many games, man. I just, okay. you know, they haven't played that much. Um, pitching not 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 as good. So um, just basing it off that, um, Alabama State, not Al- my bad, Alabama A and M. I just based off to play more games. All right. Yeah, Thomas, you're right. Alabama AM has played more games, but they're two and eleven. Um on a season. Um I'm gonna go with Valley on this one. Um Alabama AM has the second worst record in the in the SWAC. And Mississippi Valley, despite their lack of games being played, when they have played, they've been pretty competitive. Um the last game they did actually play was a, a, a three-game series against 
Arkansas Pine Bluff, they took two out of three with the third game and then the tie. Um, so they're shown to be a competitive ball club. So I'm, I'm going to go with Mississippi Valley in this one. Yeah, and, and to piggyback off what you just stated, Slim, uh, I agree. I don't have to go with Valley on this one because you got to look at how they, they uh, performed during that series with AP, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. They won a 2 1 game, and then they went back and just brought the bats out and won 16 9. Uh, yeah, I, I think even though they haven't had the opportunity to play more games, I think Valley is starting to be a, a lot stronger than we realize right now. And I'm also going with Valley. Um, Valley, um, they put up some runs in a couple games this year. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Valley in this series against AM. I, I'm yeah, I'm gonna ride with him. I'm gonna ride with Valley. They're gonna have to put on some runs. They're pitching. Well, <laughs> if Alabama State has uh eight eighty three ERA. And Valley has a 1086 ERA. So it's about which team is gonna be gonna be yeah. better. Valley, <laughs> the most. Valley has a 275 <laughs> batting average as a team compared to AM that's 222. That's right. It may be one that hit column may be like 2022 or something. Them two hits gonna make a difference. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Valley don't make too many errors, though. They don't make that many errors. You said they don't make that many errors. No, nah, they don't. Yeah, they don't make that many errors. They've made 14 errors so far this season. I'm uh, well based off. I'm just saying based off what the stats and stuff says. Like you know, well they ain't played that many games. I'm I'm trying to find some goodness here. You know what I mean? They played 10, 10 games and they have 14 errors. So that's, you know, a little bit over one a game. Yeah. And they have, you know, that 50% is about 940. So. You know how that go. You got you to gotta feel can't make errors and can't walk people. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we're getting some feedback. But... Yeah, you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I hear a little bit. <clears throat> a little bit of feedback. Yeah, man, that's crazy. It's almost like one and a half errors a game. So you used to commit one if it's consistent. Like you say, Thomas Brown. Right. I don't know. I think it's like a lag or something going on. Let me turn my volume down. See if it helps. So, guys, as we in the in the swag play, um, I've looked at some of the records of the teams. Um, 
Jackson State is 10 and 7. Alabama State is 8 and 9. Mississippi Valley is 4, 5, and 1. Florida AM is 6 and 11. Bethune is 5 and 10. And Alabama AM is 2 and 11. Texas Southern is 8 and 7. Grambling is 5 and 12. Um, Pine Bluff is 3 and 9. Prairie View is 4 and 11. Southern is 3 and 13. And Alcorn is 0 and 11. Um, this Alcorn team this year, man, seems like they're struggling. Uh, I know they had a tough time in the series against Jackson State. They gave up about almost 35, 40 runs. And then this last weekend against Nickel State, they 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 got handled pretty good. So I'm not used to seeing the Alcorn team like really like not be competitive at all like that. So I hope those young men can get it figured out. The coaching staff down there can get it turned around going into conference play and they can, you know, get it going. Yeah, they've lost every one of their games by at least 10 or more runs. Go to show how how just up to a bad start they've gotten off to right this season. No, but like we said, they're young, though. Okay. They're young, team. Going over to the West, you know. Most people don't believe it, but I know when we was in school, it was a different style of baseball play in the East than in the West. But the West was more the power pitchers. The East was more the, the, the guys that mix pitches more. But yeah, I hope them guys from Alcorn get it figured out, get it turned around. Because it's going if it keep going the way it's going, it's gonna be a long year. It's gonna be tough, but I mean, like they haven't been the only team in the in the conference that hadn't played very well. I mean, went over some of the those numbers in the standings. I mean, um the team directly above them, Southern, they're three and thirteen. And whenever you seeing a southern team play that poorly. In, in, at least right. in the modern era of baseball, and you got Prairie going in, who's four and eleven, and even second place Grambling is five and twelve. So I mean, like there is ground to be made up at least, and so they'll be in a lot of ball games because the rest of the division is, is is not as good. So they can make some ground up in that regard. Yeah, sitting here looking at Southern's um, results. They yeah they they've lost some games but they've lost some games some three run games some four run games they have had some games where it got out of hand but I'm sitting there looking at oh um, lost a game by one run three another one by four runs so you know the three runs four another game by four so they're competitive for the most part it's just here and there that one game you know. In the series, it seems like they may have the, the big loss. But other than that, for the most part, they're competitive in those series. And I and with the difference in the strength of schedules that the teams have played, the records aren't gonna tell us the truth about where and what the teams are. Yeah, right now. No, it's not. So you know no, it's not. the the records really don't tell us the truth. And I can guarantee you. This time next month, we'll have a lot better idea of where everybody is. Like by the time they make off the first series, 
I know this time next month. By the time they make that first oh, okay. cycle of conference, we'll have a good idea of really what teams are. You you we'll know then. <laughs> who, I, I got who, a feeling we won't. I got a feeling everybody still be all beating up each other. It's, it's going to start separating itself. It's it's going to yeah. start sorting itself out. That first that first series, the first go around, is it's going to set the tone. And you then going to be a lot you know, of three zeros, huh? You think it'll be a lot of three zeros? It it all comes down to what them dudes on the bump gonna do. Well, yeah. that's been the theme all year, anyway. Right. It all comes down to what they're doing on that bump. You know, if if he ain't if he not setting the tone, it's gonna be a long day. We're gonna see some football scores. But if a guy's up there giving us performances like we've seen from um from Shamir, uh, from Page and Pula and the young man from Jackson State one and Eric. You never know what we might not end up getting. I'm just I'm just ready to see how it's gonna all fold out. Oh, it's gonna be wonderful, man. Right. Sure. You think this indicative of just it being conference play? Because you said, well, there's so many words that conference play really don't well non-conference play really don't matter in terms of projecting what happened at conference play. No, no, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I, I didn't say mm-hmm. that. That ain't what I said. So so what was your intention then? All I was saying was I didn't say non-conference don't matter because it does matter. It tells you where your team is and what adjustments you have to make internally. That, that we don't know what the coaches are looking for and measuring. We just looking at it from a record standpoint and seeing who they played. And it's like, okay, they played somebody, but I still don't quite know where they are. It's still early. Yeah, but if you're playing against teams from the SEC, like what Noah Cookman did, or some high mid-major teams, like some other schools did, you you telling me you can't tell where your team's at playing against those squads? You got to wait to conference play to do that? No, I'm saying you could tell, but what I was saying was to tell how the teams match up against each other and where they're going to lay and how it's going to unfold in in rankings and the standards. That's what I was saying. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you. All right. Yeah, so have we cycled through all the pickums? Yeah, that's the pickums right there. Okay. Yeah, now we're gonna wrap up as we always do with the trip down memory lane. Where we tell tales from the HBCU baseball hood. Um, <laughs> also, has tales from the HBCU. <laughs> yeah, we had some good ones lately. And, uh, I like that one. And and I'm a. I'm gonna I'm let I'm gonna let Ralph go first this time. We pick on Thomas all the time. We we we're gonna let Ralph go this time to, to 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 see what he got in his brain. He could put to the forefront here. Why you put me on the spot like that? All right, man. That's why. Okay. At okay. least we know the stories are organic because I definitely don't know what the stories I'm gonna pull out. It's always coming off of what we talk about throughout the day. Okay. <laughs> you you got me, Slim. So. This I'm gonna give you story time about two super two swag super fans. The first one 
is Unk Herbert Lee Washington, a better oh, known as man. Unk from Jackson <laughs> State. My freshman, year, my freshman year, they was like, they called me Crab. Crab, we gonna put you in the room, with Unk. I'm like, who is Unk? <laughs> who I don't know who no Unk is. Who is Unk? <laughs> we done went through all fall practice. I'm like, who is Unk? We're gonna put you in the room with Unk. We're gonna put you in the room with Unk. I'm like, yo, who is Unk? So we go to the basketball game, and they were like, yo, that's Unk sitting on the bench at the basketball game. So he would sit on the bench like a coach, but he would sit like at the end of the bench. And during baseball season, he would come out and Unk had the uniform. He was number 44. And on the back of his jersey, it was Unk. And he would tell you, my name heavily washed, heavily washed. Been around Jackson State 40 some years. And I think Unk said he started coming around Jackson State when Dr. Peoples maybe was in school or something like that. It was some crazy story on how he got there. And he said they called him Unk because he had nieces and nephews that played all over the sweat. And he was always gonna tell you, he would give everybody a nickname. Um, he called Aunt Pierce and Baby Tiger. Baby Tiger, baby tiger. He called Mike Golf All State. And um, he called me Baby Bull. He had a nickname for everybody. He never called you your name. It was always by that nickname. And Unc was around Jackson State for a thousand years, man. And he passed, I want to say, around 2008-ish. Probably not, probably earlier than that. But he he um, was diabetic and he ended up passing. Um. But Unk was the super fan. And if you're an old school Jacksonian, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And if you ever competed against Jackson State, and you know, you'll know who I'm talking about. And the other super fan from Southern, Mr. Ain Line, Poe Ben. Um, Poe Ben would get the crowd going down there, Southern. It, it would be like when he popped up. He was almost like the baseball hype man for the crowd. Right. He would get the crowd going. And if they were mm -hmm. on a roll offensively or defensively in between them innings, he was going to get, and I ain't lying. I ain't lying. And he, man, Poe Ben was going to be there. He was going to support them Jaguars. And he was going to talk to you during the game. He was never disrespectful. It was, oh, what you doing back there, Ralph? Oh, uh, come on now. You can't call that kind of stuff now. And them Jaguars gonna hit on the train track now. Uh, and it was just like nonstop, <laughs> just constant. But it was genuine respect and love because he never disrespected you while he was doing it. It was all supporting Southern. And unfortunately, Poe being passed too, but having the opportunity to meet those two guys that were from two different programs that was basically the same super fan for both programs. I'm grateful I got to witness that. And um, I, I got to talk to some old heads um, yesterday at the Jackson State Georgia Tech game. Um, they told us keep doing what we're doing, y'all. So um, hopefully when they hear this about Poe Ben and, and Unk, it creates some old some memories for them from um, when they cross paths with them. So, yeah, that's my story time for tonight. All right, Thomas. They got something, okay. man. Well, um, I know 
earlier we was talking about, you know, the game and how we pitching to people and everything like that. And, and Ralph brought up Barry Bonds. Now, growing up, Barry Bonds was like my number one player growing up. Everything. This was, this was before San Francisco Giants, Barry Bonds. Before he got there, people don't realize Barry Bonds was a, a, a Hall of Famer before he even got to San Francisco Giants. I mean, 40-40, you know, hit everything, speed, everything. So when he got to the Giants, um, my dad took me and, and my best friend, rest in peace, Jabbo, he died in November. But my dad took me and him to our first um, Major League Baseball game. And um, we went to St. Louis, man. My dad bought one of those, uh, <laughs> I want to call it like the 18 van. Uh, you know the, the real uh, plushed out vans with the with the with the TV in the back. Now we talking about like <laughs> sunroof yeah, top. Yeah, man. You talking about the one you know you had the little satellite joint on that mug, right? <laughs> yeah, that thing with the gangster lean, man. Right. We had a maroon one, man, and we thought we was in the living room in the back seat, which is me and my 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 best friend. So we went to a Giants game. And my dad fly for this because I don't know how he pulled it off, but we ended up staying on the same floor as Barry Bonds. And me as what, I think I was 10, maybe 11 years old, I I, I was starstruck. Like I never, I never waited around for to, to see, you know, one player. And he was like three doors, three or four doors down. I don't know how my daddy pulled it off or how I got on the same floor as Barry Bond. So every time I hear a door open, I run out and look in the, in the hallway. And it was getting, you know, that weekend we stayed in the same hotel. So we saw players all weekend. You know, back then the Giants had Rob Beck as their closer, uh, Royce Clayton. Um, I got autographs from Matt Williams. Um Man, and them the dudes, man, they used to walk to the stadium from the hotel. We stayed at Adams Mark. It was right right down the street from the from Cardinal Stadium. And they'll just walk out, they'll walk out the hotel room and walk to the stadium. And these dudes would just be in the lobby. Like my dad was kicking it in the in the in the little little bar area with Dusty Bacon. Like I'd never forget that long as I lived. And then one time I actually got in the elevator with Barry Bonds and I asked him for an autograph and he said no <laughs> wow he said I shake your hand though man I won't shake your hand I want an autograph period <laughs> and ever since then it changed it changed my way you saw, saw that coming yeah but it was nobody but me it was, it was just me and him you know I ain't got to tell nobody you know, can I, say, can I get an autograph? No, no, <laughs> right? You like, can't do that, you know. But but I, but I shake your hand though. But I think they were selling <laughs> Sunday Sunday after the game. I think they were selling autographs. But I, you know, after that, it changed my whole outlook of how I looked at athletes and players. You know, I idolized this man. He just, you know, he just flat out told me no. So I, ever since then, I just athletes, athletes to me. I never put any other athlete on the pedestal. Like I did him because I actually saw the man that I 
that made me want to, you know, be a baseball player. And he was like, no, nah, I don't want to give you an autograph. <laughs> so um, I met my idol in baseball and it kind of changed my outlook of how I looked at athletes as a whole and movie stars and, and rap stars and, and all of that. I never looked at them the same because the simple fact is that they're, they're just that people just like us, they just do a profession, you know. But at that moment, even though I was 10 years old, 11 years old, that's how I looked at it from that point on, just because of that interaction right there, you know. But I still was able to meet Barry Bonds. Not too many people can say that. And that was Thomas' the Black Origin story of how he became a villain. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> who I am today. Oh, I got, hey, man. It, it is what it is. So did you cry when Barry Bonds told you no? No. No, I was mad. Man. That's all right. <laughs> no, no. It, but I, I did get to see him. I, I was able to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Not everybody was able to do that. I did mm-hmm. shake his hand. I didn't say I didn't want to shake his hand, but I still did it, you know. But I was able to do that. My dad, I don't know how he put it off. I don't know what kind of, hey, man, he was, hey, that's why I call him the GOAT, man, because, hey, I, I I don't see how he done it. Out of every every room or whatever, we was four doors down from this dude, and I was, like, waiting for the door to open every time. I saw him go in his room. Oh, I just saw it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was dope. Did you go did you go in his room alone? Man, story over, man. <laughs> 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 I wanna know, man. If you went uh, home, I'm so. The next story, Slim. You dig yeah. too deep, bro. Yeah. Reporter. I got one. Now we all know. The JSU baseball plays in a very well-maintained facility on campus. But it always wasn't like that. In fact, there was a situation where we were on a road trip to Alabama. Let me backtrack a little bit. So we were when we were playing ball, it was about circa 2002, 2003. We were told by the then athletic director, Roy Corberson, that we would play on a brand new spanking baseball facility before we graduated. We had a meeting about that. We told the whole team in the AAC that we would do this. He said, like, it's going to be on track before y'all graduate. I was like a freshman or something. I was excited, like, yes, we're going to play on our own field. We played at Smithville State in my freshman year. Then we transitioned over playing at the old yard that's now school engineering. And so we go on a road trip to Alabama to play a series against Alabama State. We come back home. Our bus pulls in the parking lot that's behind the stadium. And we see that our stadium isn't a stadium anymore. It's been deconstructed. And nobody tells us this. Like the outfield fence is down, the dugouts have been taken down, the bullpen is disheveled, and we're like, 
what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to play ball? Like, what, what's up? Nobody told us anything. So, Salt make a scene. Coach Johnson upset. And so, we found out that they had started the construction process without telling us that they were going to do it right in the middle of baseball season. While they know we're still playing on this field, on campus. So, the contingency plan at the time was to play at a rec park. So we had the carpool and, and and drive over to this rec park in I think it was West Jackson somewhere. The VA the softball field. Yeah, the softball field to practice and play for the rest of the season. And when we tell you like people were hot, we were hot because like a lot of guys at that time they had classes that got out at, at certain times where they couldn't like be there for start of practice on time. So they wanted like you got a class early or be extremely late for practice to drive over to our softball field to practice baseball. And I tell you, man, that was when I knew then and there that the school really did not invest as much in baseball as they did in other sports. Hey. Now, Ralph, when you saw that scene, we pulled up from our road trip and the stadium wasn't there anymore. What was your first thought? I wasn't playing there. I was done. Yeah, you you was a uh, you was a oh. um, a coach that in time. That was my student assistant year. Yup. That was that oh. was the year. That was the year right after we got done playing our senior year, right? When did the yeah, next year? That that was that was a tough situation, man. It 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 made you made you feel like they don't care. Because I guarantee you, they would never go and do anything to the floor in the AAC in the middle of basketball season. They wouldn't go do anything to Veteran Memorial Stadium during the middle of football season. And I ain't trying to bash the football team or the basketball team, but outside the last couple of years, they ain't really done nothing around there. Let, let me stop and be quiet. Because you you stirring up some emotions I don't want to put on here, so let, let's let's go to something else. All right, yeah, but the situation was was really bad for us as a team. I mean, there were only like a few weeks left in the season, so we were able to adjust. But anyway, like it it, it wasn't very good, and that's kind of like how that was kind of like my lasting memory of of playing baseball at JSU was seeing our field being torn down before I actually got the chance to to finish playing on it, but. Like, yeah, man, it, it, it was a good situation. So we're going to end story time with a story from my man, 5,000 Watts. All right. I'm uh, I'm going to talk about a story. I want to talk about the uh, last swag tea. I want to say this was 05. Uh, I think we had an opportunity to be part of history uh, or a little bit part of history when we uh, when swag tea was at Rickwood. I remember Rickwood Field was in Birmingham. So uh I think that was that was real kind of it was real dope of the conference at that time to uh, give us the opportunity to play in a, a former Negro League stadium. Uh just to see the the back fence, all the old uh advertisements and everything, how big the field was. The field was huge. Um uh, and just uh 
just to 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 be at a park where you know Satchel Paige, Jackie Robin, Robinson, all of them had touched that dirt and touched that grass, had the opportunity to you know to be to, to see history and play on it. I think that was that was real cool during that time. I think uh, between Swati, between the games, I remember me and you was uh, roommate Slim. Me and Slim used to go edit. What was that baseball game we used to play? Slim, what was it? MVP baseball. baseball. Yeah, 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 bro. Oh, we used man. to go. Hey, we used to oh, go. Y'all remember the road trip? Man, we used to go. Anything in the room, bro. Let's see. The last time I remember MVP was what? It was in 2004 when Manny Ramirez was on the cover. Yeah, that was a good. One. That was Manny good, Ramirez was on the cover. Yeah. Oh, hey man, I, hey, I, I keep them, dog. I keep them. Hey, watch. Rick Wood is that that what Coors hit the ball at the stadium that year? Yep. Yep. Course hit one man. It looked like Josh Gibson hit that thing. That thing kept flying. Man, course is Josh Gibson. Man, what do you mean? What you exactly right? right. All right. So the people don't know about (laughs) Course Lee. This is a this is an urban legend. Course Lee, man. What? Who's a real person? Course Lee, please at Course Lee. This man is probably John Henry in the flesh. (laughs) John. John. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, this man, this man come out the gate. I'm talking about he bench pressing eight thousand, and don't uh, uh, man, no nothing. Don't break a sweat, no grunt, no spot. Uh, he just come in and hit the ball five hundred feet, and then go sit down and do bullpen. Go sit down. Exactly. I ain't, hit that, I ain't hit that ball that far. <laughs> 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 We was playing a scrimmage game, I remember. Um, and, of course, he had a line drive out the stadium. I think it hit Ralph Truck in the parking yes. lot. Yes. Yes. Yep. It sure did. Course Lee is a legend. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to wake him up. We got to track Course down. Please, if anybody know where Course Lee is. I think I follow him on Facebook, man. I try to work. Yeah, we got to track cord. Oh, no way yet, though. Don't do for no reason, man. Of course we will. Right. <laughs> well, had fellas, I was habits too on road trips. He was our roommate on the road. That man will go straight in the room when we got there. I don't care what time it was. He was going to be the first one to take a shower. He was going to turn the air conditioner to the coldest temperature that it could be without freezing up. And he was going to get under all the cover and go straight to sleep. Or he was going to have a cover like right here. And he watching TV all night. He's like, Corey, you sleep? No. Corey, you sleep? No, man, watching TV. Leave me alone. But that man on the road, the, the best roommate I ever had on the road trip, him and Slim. Hey, it was easy, man. They ain't called no fuss. Right. Unlike some of our other teammates who did all kinds of things. Man, well, that's why I used to always be in y'all room, son. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you one thing I used to do to people on the road. If I I was going to hit your room, I would hit, take a dump in your room for you. As soon as I'd be like, hey, man, what room y'all in? Oh, man, we're in room, whatever, whatever. I'm going to fall no, in As soon as you walk no. in that thing, I'm going to hit that left and go right up in the bathroom, lock that door and take a dump yeah. in there and go back in my room. <laughs> right. 
Just vile behavior. Hey, man. They figured it out. They were like, no, nah, man, you ain't coming over here. No. Exactly. Uh-uh, get back. Go to your room. It, it took a minute for everybody to figure it out, though. Hey, man. Yeah. No, I figured that out after the first time. Nope. Yeah. I that hit you with that anthrax bomb, boy. You be like, man, what in the world is going on? Nope. <laughs> you know, my room always stayed off limits. Uh-uh. Nobody coming in here. <clears throat> man, good times, man. We got I got a man, I got a lot of stories, man, for later down the road, bro. We got so many, man. But it's been fun, fellas. Good show tonight. Hey, we made it do what it do. We're going to always. We're going to reschedule with Mike um, to bring him on. Um, I made some other connections yesterday, man, that I think eventually we're going to have some some very special guests, man. Been been, work, been networking a little bit on the background. So we're doing some time, man. Stay tuned. Right. And if you just stayed this far to the end of the video, man, go on like that thing. Subscribe and hold it up every, every Thursday at 12 Eastern Standard Time, 11 Central on YouTube and Spotify. We the boys on the hill. Peace. See ya. Next week. Love y'all, boys. Love y'all, man. Love